Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, people, we are in a series this week, or not this week, this month, talking about Jesus, talking about the emotional health of Jesus, how did Jesus deal with life, and I have the privilege to talk about uh, really probably, well, I think it's going to be an important talk, friends. It's a serious talk today. It's like, how do vulnerable people protect themselves? How do people who are in a tough place find strength? How did Jesus do that? And we're going to read the story of when Jesus was tempted over 40 days. We're going to look at that story, and there's four simple little things that are right in there about how Jesus was able to withstand vulnerable times. And friends, the last two years of COVID, lockdown, all of that kind of stuff has caused hardship, trauma. Quick hands up, if your job was changed in some way over the last two years, you switched jobs, you had your your salary reduced, something like that. Hands up if that was you. Okay, I'm in that category. Uh, We have political things that have happened over the last two years that have exasperated relationships. And friends, in some cases, aren't friends anymore because of political opinions. Because of, uh, I didn't like how the government did this about lockdowns, or I felt it was okay. And all those different things have, if I could say it, have isolated people and made people vulnerable without realizing that we're vulnerable. And when you don't know that you're vulnerable, when you don't know that you have become isolated and potentially you are unprotected, spiritual covering, friends, is a very important principle in the Bible. And it's like there's an umbrella over your life when you're connected with God, when you're tuned into God, and when you, when you sort of ignore faith, when you don't listen to the Holy Spirit anymore, the, the covering stays there, but you wander off. And now you're very vulnerable And over here and over here, apart from the covering of the Lord, is where the demonic rules and reigns. The Bible says, the New Testament says, that Satan is the God of this world. The God of this world. That's a strong statement, meaning he rules for anyone who's not under the covering of Father God. And the good news is that the Spirit of God is with us all of our lives to be with us, to help us, to help us stay true to the Father, to to be under the covering and the protection of the Holy Spirit. So, I'm going to have the scriptures on the screen, but if you want to get your Bible out, I'm going to bounce between Matthew's version of the story, and I'm going to also be in Luke's version. I'm going to start Matthew chapter 3 with the baptism of Jesus. Here's what it says. This is the New International Version. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. In him I'm well pleased. So he's filled with the Holy Spirit. God speaks to him identity issues. Luke's passage, chapter 4, says this, verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan River and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during these days, and at the end of them he was hungry. I've been to that probable place where Jesus was baptized. If you join the the tour that we're going to have in February going to Israel, 
there's a tourist place where people are baptized, and then there's the real place. <laughs> and the real place is near Jordan, and you have the Jordan River, and it's muddy, it's cold, it's, uh, you know, it's not the fanciest place, but it is, it's straight east from Jerusalem, right beside the city of Jericho, and the wilderness is right there. It's probably a 10 to 15 minute drive from the highway uh, that goes north and south along the, the Jordan River to the Jordan River. It's just isolated area. And today, you cannot walk in that area unless you stay on the road because there's landmines from the wars that have been happening. Like this is just wilderness area. And Jesus is in the middle of that for 40 days. And friends, it wasn't just three temptations that he had. It says that he was tempted continually. We read about three of them. Back to Matthew's passage, Matthew chapter four, verse three. The tempter came and said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Why bread? Well, because the Bible says he's extremely hungry. He's not eaten and maybe not had a lot to drink over 40 days. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city, to Jerusalem, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered Satan, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All of this I will give you, he said. Remember, he's the God of the world, so he can do that. All of this I'll give you if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Luke chapter four, verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. So friends, here's the, here's the, the beginning and the end in this passage. Jesus goes to be baptized. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. God speaks to him. Instantly, he's taken into this wilderness area. He's there 40 days. And friends, during those 40 days where he is fasting and he is he's weak, he's vulnerable, he's isolated. But at the end of those 40 days, it says in Luke's passage that he leaves that area full of the power of the Spirit. Full of the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is overwhelmingly with him and is he's topped up as high as you can get. Go like that. That's a good thing. Yep. That's where you and I need to be, friends. Is always full of the Spirit of God, knowing all the different things that are going on and not vulnerable. Jesus begins his ministry after these 40 days. And at the beginning, his ministry is a teaching ministry. It's not until... Uh, he gets to Cana. He's invited probably to one of his brother's weddings when the first miracle takes place. It's not until he switches uh, living from Nazareth to Capernaum that the first healing and deliverance takes place. But he is full of the anointing, full of the Holy Spirit, and he's able to withstand 40 days of temptation. Not just a little spirit saying, what are you doing? No, this is Satan full on for 40 days. So how did Jesus do this? And friends, in this passage, four simple little things that you probably heard me say, and if you didn't hear me say it, I'll say them right now. Number one, 
is Jesus always stayed full of the Holy Spirit. Bible says in this passage that when he was baptized, the Spirit of God came in him, and the Spirit then takes him, the Spirit that's with him, takes him into the desert, and during that whole time, he is not losing the Holy Spirit, he's not sort of getting um, weaker in the spirit realm, no, he's getting stronger, so that at the end of the 40 days, it says he is full of the Spirit of God. He's empowered by the Spirit of God. And friends, this is one of those things where followers of Jesus, if we're not aware, we leak. I don't know if you know that. You and I, unless we keep saying, come on, fill me again, Holy Spirit, be with me. If we don't continually say that, life drains us. Relationships drain us. Circumstances drain us. And all of a sudden we find ourselves on half on empty of the Spirit of God leading us, guiding us, and we're just in a very, very vulnerable place. So Jesus stayed strong, it would appear, by just having the Holy Spirit all the time with him. We know from other parts of reading the, the scriptures that Jesus kept referring to the Spirit of God that was with him. He kept saying, all the miracles that I do, I can't do them by myself. It's because I, I see in the Spirit, I hear in the Spirit, I have my, my Spirit, my, my truth uh, thermometer knows what's going on. Jesus was always full of the Holy Spirit. So that's number one. Number two is Jesus knew his identity. And friends, we are in a uh, decade or more of massive challenge to who you are. Your gender is being challenged. Your sexuality is being challenged. Your everything is being challenged. Who you are. Uh, we're just, identity is, is one of the biggest topics right now of who are you and who do you think you are is, is a challenge that's just in our society over and over and over again. And Jesus knew exactly who he was. When the father spoke it to him at his baptism and said, I'm your daddy. I love you. Everybody listen to this guy. This is my son. I love him. Jesus took that to heart. And so now when he's having these 40 days of being tempted and Satan keeps saying, every single time the temptation comes, it's like, if you're the son of God, if, 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 are you really? And Jesus knew exactly who he was. He didn't have any doubts. He was confident. I'm a child of God. In fact, in John's passage, when he's writing about the baptism of Jesus, he's writing about how Jesus came uh, the phrase is used that every single one of us who gives our life to Jesus, we, be, we become a child of God. It's a big deal in the Bible. We're family. God loves us. He's with us. He's always with us. And he, he knows who we are. And friends, this is one of the, the biggest issues, I think, in our culture right now, is we have kids that are in schools, and it doesn't really matter what kind of school you're in because you watch television, you watch kids' cartoons. I've got, I've got four uh, grandkids, and sometimes I'm watching the, the cartoons that they're watching, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, we need to turn this one off, because it's challenging their identity. It's bringing confusion. It's purposely bringing confusion. And friends, how we stay safe, how we stay anchored, is knowing who we are. And that leads me to number three. Number three point is this, is that Jesus knew truth. This is a challenge in our society. 
There's no such thing as truth. It's all relative. You can have a truth, and I can have a truth, and they can have a truth, and it's all truth. No, it's not, friends. The Bible says that the Word of God is the truth, the Word of God. And this is a challenge in our secular society. So it's very real that decisions are being made by people trying to figure out, well, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And the culture says, well, you can do whatever you'd like. There's no real consequences from doing that. There's no, no issues of if you did this and this and this. That's, that's truth for you. Where the Bible would say, no, the way to stay covered, the way to stay protected, the way to uh, safeguard yourself from isolation, from all the different challenges of our world, is to know what the Bible says. Every one of these temptations, Jesus' answer was this, it is written. He knew the scriptures. In fact, all of the quotes that Jesus had are from the book of Deuteronomy, which is one of the law chapters of the, or not chapters, but books of the Bible. The law was given, the word of the Lord. Here's how you live. And friends, there isn't variables when it comes to God. Uh, we have friends that are trying to make some decisions and their influencers who are followers of Jesus are saying, well, for you, I think it's okay for you to be uh, doing this and, and living that kind of lifestyle because, you know, you're on a journey, you're, you're coming to know Jesus, you're, you're getting more revelation. And then others are saying, no, 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 the Bible says you cannot live like that. That's stepping into Satan's area. You have just moved yourself out from the covering of God. You're, you're alone, you're isolated if you make those decisions. Oh, no, no, but the culture is okay. Everybody does it. Friends, this is a real issue. How do you make a good decision? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? If you don't know what the Bible says, read the Bible. Go on Google. Look, type in, what does the Bible say about dot, dot, dot? See what the Bible says. In fact, when you do that, you're probably going to find 10, 15 verses that our friends at Google are going to help you to find. Because the Bible talks about every single issue. There's principles for how to live in the scriptures. We never have to be vulnerable. We never have to be isolated. We never have to have these kind of challenges of, of just how am I going to live my life? Jesus knew truth. It was the scriptures. Number four, and I like this one. Number four way that Jesus looked after himself was at the end of these 40 days, of being tempted, the end of the 40 days of the fast, the Bible says the supernatural kicked in and angels came and ministered to him. Go like this. Uh-huh. That sounds good. That sounds very good. I told this story probably four years ago. It's still true. <laughs> uh, Sandra and I got off an airplane and I don't know what I did wrong, but I'm, help I'm getting like a, a suitcase out of the airplane and bringing it down. And when I did that, I pulled my shoulder, shoulder, it was a Friday, sorry, it was a Thursday, and I'm just in agony, I'm having problems sleep. I made an appointment to see my uh, chiropractor who's a follower of Jesus, he's a discerner, he's uh, just recently retired, and so I go in to see Bruce on a Friday, and he's looking at it and he's going, Steve, uh, you've got rotator cuff tear, you're gonna need about eight weeks of seeing me three times a week to get back on this one, unless God steps in. And so he's, he's starting, and uh, it's like first treatment is going to be Monday. So he did a little bit of stuff, helped relieve the pain. 
So Friday night, I'm in agony, uh, trying to sleep. Saturday night, I'm in agony, trying to sleep. Sunday morning, I come to church, and without thinking about it, I put my hands up during worship to worship the Lord, and as my hands are up, I'm going, sorry, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. And I'm, I'm now doing all this and realize I've been healed sometime Sunday morning, maybe in the meeting. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't, I don't need to spend $50 and go see Bruce. I could save $50, but then part of me is going, no, no, he's a follower of Jesus. He likes these kind of stories. So I'll pay my $50, 8 a.m. I'm Bruce's office. And uh, the first, when I go to see Bruce, chiropractor, uh, he always has me take my T-shirt off and it's there. And I go, I stand against the wall. He's looking behind me and he's, he's one of these guys. He, like if you've been to a chiropractor, they just look at your bones and they know what you did. Have you been snow shoveling too much? It's like, yes, I have been. Anyways, he's, he knows what's going on in the spirit because he's an amazing follower of Jesus, but in the natural skills as well. Anyways, I'm standing there and then I go, Bruce, look, look. And Bruce has got a big smile. And I say, Bruce, I tell him the story. I was worshiping yesterday and all of a sudden, and right when I'm telling him that story, I have a God thought. I said, Bruce, did you assign one of your healing angels to be with me on Friday? (laughs) He's got the biggest grin. And he has, I think, five angels that he knows by name what their functions are. Two of them are messenger angels, find information for him. Two are guardian angels for him. And he has a healing angel knows their names. And apparently on Friday, as I left the room, he's going, Father God, if this angel doesn't need to be with me over the weekend, can this angel be with Steve over the weekend? And so, friends, that's all I can think of is that that angel came with me to Sunday church and was here. I usually sit over here. And that angel cared for me and ministered to me where in the natural, it's eight weeks of recovery, but one little prayer from an angel, one little touch from an angel. And friends, this is a resource that you and I need to tap into. This is real. This is not pretend. This is real. In fact, Paul the Apostle said that the things that are unseen, talking about demonic and the angelic, are more real than what we actually see. The spiritual angels that are assigned to you, every single person in this room has a angel minimum that's assigned to you. And they do all sorts of different functions. Some angels create resources and wealth for people. They bring you money. Some bring you bring your healing. Some bring you information, discernment, understanding. They, they, they are real friends and they can help you if you're under the covering of God. When you're on your own over here, making your own decisions, all those kind of stuff, not so much. But when you're connected to Father God and keep leaning in on him, and friends, this is what Jesus did. So four things real quick, just real summary, not sure if you saw them on the screen. When you aren't connected to God, we live on empty. So stay full of the Holy Spirit. Number two, when we don't know who we are, we live in confusion. Know your identity. Number three, when we don't know truth, We're susceptible. Know God's truth. Number four, when we have God's resources, we recover. I'd like you to stand with me. And I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable this morning.
If you feel that you're at a place where you have, your guard has been down, you've been isolated, your, your friendship, your family issues have been harder to cope with, the circumstances in your finances, in your job, all those kind of things have just, it's been a hard season for you and you need to have a get filled again, get aligned again with God moment. I'd like you just to stand anywhere up here you'd like, just come on up to the front, find a spot. And those of you that are on our prayer ministry team, those of you that are small group leaders here this morning, if you'd like to come on up and lay hands on these folks, those of you that are in your seats, I'd like you to just watch someone go by and go, okay, don't know who that is, but I'm gonna pray for that person this morning. So those of you in the seats, how about you just stretch your hands to one of these people up here right now. And uh, prayer ministry team, small group leaders, if you're on the prophetic team, healing team, you'd like to come on up and help minister. Holy Spirit, we welcome you for our friends right here. And first of all, we welcome the Holy Spirit. Jesus was filled with the Spirit, it would appear, every single day and kept being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we say, come Holy Spirit for each of you. For those of you that are in the seats, those of you that are watching, participating online, those of you at the front right now, we say, be filled with the Holy Spirit again. Be filled with the Holy Spirit again. Come. Come. Just sense the Spirit of God on you. It's what happened with Jesus. It, it Bible says that that people saw the Spirit of God coming on him like a dove and alighting on him is the NIV word. Landing on him. Filling him again. The power of God, the presence of God, the love of God, the connection of God in us, on us. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. And we welcome you to know the voice of God that speaks to you and says, says your name, Steve, you're my child. In my case, you're a son. For my wife, Sandra, it's you're Sandra, you're a child of God, you're my daughter. And we bless you to know your identity. You are not alone. The Father has a name for you, child of God. Jesus has a name for you. Co-heir is Jesus' word for you and me. That's his name for us, co-heirs with Christ. We have the same Father in heaven that loves us and speaks to us. We have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus did. The same Holy Spirit. We're not alone. God's with us. And we speak truth where there's been confusion. And Father, I'm asking that you lift off all the negative influences of a very secular culture that we live in that says that there's no truth, that's, you know, whatever you want to do is fine, there's no consequences. We lift that secular thought off of you and say, no, no, no. The safest place, the place of holiness, the place where God is, is aligned to God's word, the Bible, truth. And we speak truth into you. And if you don't know what the, what the answers are, search the scriptures. Find God's truth for you. 
God's truth, Jesus said this, truth sets you free. The lie of our culture is that God's truth is boring, it's, uh, it's uh, irrelevant. No, 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 no. Jesus said the truth sets you free, brings you freedom. Because all of a sudden, God's with you. You're not isolated. You're not alone. You're not vulnerable. And then the fourth thing we want to pray is for the supernatural. And Father, I'm blessing angelic hosts, angelic armies to guard these people. Father, we welcome these ministering spirits. And friends, it's possible that the very angels that ministered to Jesus that day could be right in our room here today. The very angels, it's possible. And Father God, we say for everyone who needs a touch of God in their life, healing restoration, emotional restoration, needs wisdom, needs finances. Father, part of the role of angels is to function in that realm, in the hidden realm for us. Allies. God's allies for us. Soldiers of the Lord that we get because we're children of God. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you. I'm thinking of a lady that's in our church. She's in her 30s. She's a mom. And the possibility she's going to be with the Lord today. Struggling with cancer. Pastor Rob went down to be with the family in the hospital this morning. And Daddy would just say to this mom, may the angels of the Lord's army be with her right now. Be with her dad who's been a part of this church for years. May a miracle take place, Father. May specialist um, angels come and minister to that lady today. And some of you have family and friends that have serious health issues. And Daddy, we say, may, may the specialty angels visit our friends, visit our family, touch them, restore them, heal them, do the supernatural. We speak that over our family and our friends today. We bless you, Father, that you're with us, always with us, always with us, always with us. Father, we thank you that the safest place we can be is under your covering with your help as we humble ourselves and say we're going to stay connected to you. We want to be like Jesus. Jesus strengthened himself in the Lord and he came out of those 40 days of testing, of tormenting, of fasting in the power of the Spirit. And so we say that over each of you in the front, each of you in this room, each of you watching to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing to be with you and as you start this week to represent, represent Jesus extraordinarily well because the Spirit of God is with you, the power of the Spirit with you, able to overcome every obstacle, every challenge that you would face because God is with you. His name, remember one of the names of God, of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. How about you just say that with me? God with us. Personalize it, God with me. God with me. He's with me. Just say that. He's with me. He's my daddy. He's got soldiers called angels. I welcome everything you have for me. Keep me safe. Keep me protected. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
We hope you encounter God and we're inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.